How we doing? This is Rob Foster with RBF Fitness and Nutrition. People upgrade their iPhones, they upgrade their Androids, they upgrade their laptops, but they're operating with the same brain that they operated with for the last decade. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. You know why you do what you do. So racism, it's out there, but it doesn't have to stop you. Just because somebody might look at you a certain way, that doesn't have to stop your forward progress. Where you have to eliminate the excuses, you're gonna make that game plan say, for me to get to that point. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Here we are with episode number 93 of Shut Up and Grind with your host, Robert B. Foster. So first, at the tail end of that intro video, we talked about making excuses. Got to eliminate all the excuses. Well, I have to stand before you and hold myself accountable accountable because Sunday I wasn't here. I did not do the show. So although I have a good reason, it's still an excuse. So I found out that my cousin suddenly passed away. And this was one of my cousins that I was closest to. And that one, that one, it, it hurt the soul. And so it, it kind of worked out that my guest canceled for that day anyway. But usually if that happens, I usually come on and give you like a quick 20 to 30 minutes of my, of my wisdom. But that day I tried, I came down, I logged in, and I just couldn't do it. So that's why I wasn't here on Sunday. So I apologize to those of you that tuned in and was waiting to hear me, but I'm here today. I have a great guest today, and we're going we're gonna to rock the socks off with this one. All right, so, but first, we have to talk about the new show, because if I don't talk about it, how are you going to know about it? Right, so starting on June 7th, and every Monday from there, we have a debate show starting. It's called We Bought to Get Deep. With Robert B. Foster, right? And yes, I'm still going to be wearing a tank top on that one because that's just how I do. So deal with it. So we're going to take controversial topics, but we're going to have rational adult conversations about them. So the first topic on the seventh is going to be critical race theory and should it be taught in elementary schools? So I have my panelists. They're from all over the world. And we're ready to have this conversation. So it's going to be every Monday at 11 o'clock Eastern, 11 a.m. Eastern. So tune in for that one. And, of course, we know about the Grind Gear. Shut up and grindgear.com. We got everything you could think of. So from tank tops to masks to mugs to hats, we got it all. If you want to show your support. And also, if you want to do a monetary donation, shutupandgrind.me slash support. If that is on your heart, then please do so. And now the show goes on. So today we're going to talk about busy ladies. See, and it helps because this is in my lane, right? So I work with mostly women, mostly moms. And the discussion that we're going to have today are discussions I have almost daily. And it's about decluttering your life and making your mess into your power. So now I'm not going to put words into her mouth. I'll let my guest tell you how she goes about helping women create the fantabulosity life. So welcome to the show to have this conversation with me, Jessica Burgess. Oh, thank you for having me. Welcome. Welcome. How's life treating you? 
Well, it's, it's, you know, it's good. There's really nothing I can complain about. I'm here. I'm happy. I'm somewhat healthy. I'll be honest. Today's the first day I've been out of bed since Friday. I've been sick with oh. something. And so I knew this interview was this morning and I thought, no excuses. Get up. Yeah. <laughs> so Love here it. I am. <laughs> Love it. And where, where are you joining us from? I'm actually in Montana. Montana, the fourth largest state. Yeah, the uh, you know, I'm sitting here looking out at the mountains, and there's something about I, I don't know, you can't explain it, but there's something about sitting there looking at them. It kind of makes you feel a little bit smaller in this world, right? And just kind of makes you think, just even driving around looking at them. The mountains are my happy place. Mm-hmm. They really are. Like so, for for me, my getaway. Although I just went to North Carolina about six weeks ago out in the mountains down there. And I, I got to say, it was pretty, pretty amazing down there as well. But I love Vermont. Oh, um, I, let me clarify. Sorry. I love Vermont in the summer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't mess with Vermont in the winter, but yeah. in the summer, I absolutely love it. Because <laughs> there's a difference. Oh, there's yeah, a there's difference. a difference. <laughs> You're talking 80 degrees versus negative 20. <laughs> oh, man. So, so what, what part of Montana are you from? I'm actually near Bozeman. So that's usually the city that everybody can kind of resonate with or recall. But I, um, you know, here I always joke, I always say, well, it takes an hour to get anywhere, you know, no matter where you live pretty much. So we're actually about an hour away in a small little town. We have one little bitty grocery store, um, maybe one or two banks, maybe a few, you know, a handful of restaurants. So anytime we want to actually do something as far as, you know, go major shopping or something like that. We have to go an hour, but that's just part of it. You know, it's, mm. <laughs> it's, it's just part of your routine when you live out somewhere like this. Yes. I, I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. That's, that's my dream. When I was in North Carolina, I took a picture and I sent it to my daughter. So it's like in the middle of the mountain, there's this house and it's just nothing but trees around it. I was like, yeah. that's the one right there. Yeah, it is, especially during, you know, the last, you know, gosh, year that we've all gone through being in a place like this, where it's just you feel kind of secluded and alone. I mean, it's just kind of kind of nice. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I tell people I do alone very well. Yeah, very I well. do. Too. I'm a major introvert. So it is no problem for me not to leave the house for a few weeks. Now, my husband, on the other hand, he starts, you know, getting a little antsy, wanting to get out of the house about every other day or something. So he'll usually go do something, but no, I'm totally fine at home. <laughs> so so I, I think I'm what you call an extroverted introvert. Okay. Because when I'm out and about, like when I'm in my gym, I'm loud, all loud. I'm, I'm a Leo. So I love attention, all that yeah. stuff. But the second I come into my own, I'm like, leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I can, I can, I can toy both sides there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about you before we get into the topic. So who is Jessica? Oh, well, I'm a 37 year old gal from uh, the Midwest uh, originally, and I am married to my high school sweetheart. We met oh. uh, gosh in fifth grade and I saw him and I told my best friend, I said, I'm going to marry that guy right there. And she just kind of looked at me like, ew, you know, in fifth grade, ew. <laughs> fifth grade. <laughs> and, but for, I just knew, I knew something. And then we got married, you know, years and years later, of course. And we have two little boys. 
And of course, now we live in Montana, which is a story in itself. Mm-hmm. But I am also a, what I, I, what I do for a living, I kind of accidentally fell into it. I started a lifestyle blog as a hobby back in 2011. And one day somebody said, you know, you can make money doing that, right? And, you know, I was struggling internally. I didn't know it really at the time with some personal things. And I needed something of my own. I knew that I needed something that kind of made me feel proud um, something to be, you know, like a self-accomplishment kind of feeling. Yeah. And so I started this lifestyle blog as a hobby. And then when somebody told me I could make money with it, I thought, wait a minute, you know, I can, I could contribute financially to my family blogging and, um, by doing something that I already love and that I'm already doing, sign me up. So I became quite obsessed with the idea <laughs> of that. And then here I am, you know, gosh, 2021 now still doing it and it, it's thriving. Thank God. And it's still something I cannot wait to get out of bed to do every day. Saying that's how, you know, you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Cause I, I always, I always tell people if you dread Monday and can't wait for Friday, you're in the wrong field. I completely agree. And I was telling some of my students last week, I said, during a workshop I was doing, I said, you know, those memes that float around on Facebook that say, you know, that kind of tease about, oh, thank God it's Friday. And, oh, how did, how was Monday already tomorrow? And we need more days in the weekend. It's like, I cannot relate with that. And I'm so thankful for that. But I just, I cannot, because I, I think I'm so lucky, I guess, to, to have found what it is that I love doing. Right. And the thing is, is that it's, it's not even luck. It's just the fact that you recognize that it's there. Yeah. Right. The people that I work with, I tell them all the time, what, what you're meant to do is right at the tip of your tongue. It's right there. You just don't even realize the power that that's in it. And that's why it says above us, your true power lies in your story. Cause as you tell your story, there's somewhere in there is what you're meant to be doing. Absolutely. And I think confidence plays into a lot of it. You know, a lot of my students, they're so easy to say, oh, I just don't have the confidence. I don't have this, you know, I don't have the oomph to move forward with whatever I feel like I'm supposed to do in life. And it's just sometimes people are waiting for that permission or, you know, the approval or something like that, too. But I I agree. I think it is right there. Just sometimes it may take some pointing out. It may take some help getting there. Yeah, it's it goes back to uh, belief. It's all mm-hmm. about belief because, like, I help people with public speaking because, you know, pu- public speaking is like the number one fear out there. Mm-hmm. And so I'll, I'll get them on, well, now, like on Zoom or on StreamYard. I'm like, all right, tell me about your favorite movie. Like, oh, blah, 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 blah. and they, they <laughs> spit it right. I said, I thought you were afraid of, of pu- public speaking. Yeah. You know, I, I said, you're comfortable speaking about that. So you were able to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, if, like if your boss says, give me a presentation on X, Y, Z, and you're not 100% versed in it. Right now, you're going to start doubting yourself. And then that's where your belief system drops a little. But once you get it there, it like I'm, I'm sure with you, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm about to. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like when you started starting your blog, you, you realize that you can help other people. So you mm-hmm. continue doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Like if you thought you couldn't, you wouldn't continue it. Absolutely. I mean, it, there's there's there was a mind. There was a definite shift. You know, I was doing it selfishly in a way for me in the beginning, because I needed a creative outlet. But in that, I was also helping people with ideas and sharing ways to help simplify their lives. So absolutely. Yeah. See, and and it's funny, because most of them start like that. When I started Mm -hmm. my gym, I mean, yeah, I was an athlete my my whole life, but then I, I fell into the restaurant management trap. And I started it in my garage 
as just an outlet. It started out mm-hmm. just for me. And then I st- started working with a couple of friends. And I was like, you know what? Let me put an ad in the paper, see if I can, you know, get some get some side side money for this. And then after a right. while, it's like you start looking at this and start looking at, at the main job and like, mm, <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm working a whole lot less and making almost the same money here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like, hmm. <laughs> so all right. So you 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 mentioned the word struggle twice already. So what type of struggles were you dealing with that you felt you needed that creative outlet? Well, you know, I don't think I was aware of it at the time, really. It's looking back mostly that I I recognize it, but I grew up, I I had a wonderful childhood. You know, my husband and I went through a lot of marriage counseling, premarital, post-marital, and, um, you know, something our therapist said to me was, well, we, we first talked with went over my husband's childhood and background. And then we went over my childhood and background. And I said, I got to be honest, like, I feel really silly saying this, but I had a great childhood. And he said, that's not silly. You know, (laughs) there are a lot of people who have stories and things from their childhood. But he said, but what's amazing is that even though you consider yourself someone who had a wonderful childhood, it still screws you up because when you get married, you're married to someone who had a completely different childhood, a completely different lifestyle. So you still have to work on yourself. And so anyway, what I say about that is I really did have a great childhood. But as I've gotten older, I look back and what I internally did and what I allowed external people, not family members or things like that, to they help form my my viewpoint, my thinking about life and I somehow in my childhood believed that I lived in the shadows of family members who were extremely smart, who were extremely good at at sports. And then I had coaches and teachers. You know, I think a lot of us probably maybe even listening to this can relate that there are just some people that don't have a filter and that can say things that can really make an impact on your life, even if it's unintentional. Yes. But I had, oh my gosh, I had a... I was not good at sports (laughs) and I was the youngest of three. And so they just expected that I would be good at sports. So there were people that even said, you're never going to be as good as your sister. You're never, you know, are you like, Oh, you know, but your sister was better. Your sister was smart. And I was just that, even though I was had a great childhood, you know, those things kind of like make indentions into your life and you can kind of carry those through unintentionally, but you can. And so, I struggled for a while believing that I lived in my sister's shadow. And then I met my husband or married my husband, who was also really well known in the community, very successful, had a wonderful family. So then I all of a sudden became his wife. So I transitioned from her little sister to his wife. And I was just, I kept, I felt like in my head, if I could describe it metaphorically, you know, I felt like my head was beating up against a wall going through life thinking like, am I, is this it? Like, am I constantly going to try to be battling something? And so I kind of, you know, when I had my first kiddo and it was just him and I at home as a young infant, it was like, I had a quiet space in my life to go, now what, you know, now I'm a mom and, and I'm kind of bored, you know, I'm busy as a new mom, but I'm bored. Something is missing. And then that was about the time that Pinterest came out. And I started looking at it and going, what are all these people doing? Like sharing these pictures of parties and stuff. I love this. And I had always been a big magazine person. I loved looking through pictures. So then when it became digital, I just became really intrigued with it. And there was some kind of shift in that moment that thought, 
like almost like a re- like I wanted to rebel against life a little bit, kind of like I want to do something different, something that nobody in my family or something that my husband's not doing. Or, and so I just kind of kind of explored it as a hobby, and it turned into a blog, and then it just kind of unrolled from there. And that not only helped my self esteem, my confidence, it made me realize that. I don't have to be in anybody's shadow. And I never really was. I was just kind of all up in here. And I was able to define, you know, what I really, truly joy and what a relief in that moment when you realize or discover that you've been carrying this invisible weight on your shoulders of trying to live up to somebody else instead of doing what comes naturally to you or what feels right or what you're meant to do. I I just I can't ex- I almost can't explain what that feels like but it is a feeling of peace and joy and just something exciting to wake up for every day. That's awesome. So I want you to know that you are not alone there cuz I am the youngest of seven. Oh. And and they were they were all athletes. Mm-hmm. All athletes and here I was short, scrawny, like I hit my growth spurt really late. So I'm watching my older, well, they're all older, but my older, older siblings, you know, mm-hmm. kill, killing it in track and field and basketball. I think my brother played baseball. And then my other sister was all state in like everything. And, and mm-hmm. it was always, oh, here's Ralph's little brother. Here's Monique's little brother. Here's Ramona's little brother. And it drove <laughs> me insane. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then my siblings loved to tell me I was such a crybaby. But you know what? When I cried, mom came running. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it is what it is, right? That's Call hard. it what, what it is. So, <laughs> so as when I get into high school, so, so now as I'm into high school, so my old, my older brother, he's already out, but my sister, she's still tear, tearing it up. So I think, I'm pretty sure she was all division field hockey, all state basketball, all state track and field. So I'm into high school now. All I hear about is Ramona, 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 you know, mm-hmm. but, but I let that fuel me. And I remember going into my track coach. Now, mind you, I hit my growth spurt uh, uh, late. So I was like 5'4", not even 100 pounds yet in ninth grade. <laughs> right? I was scrawny. <laughs> so, and, and I go in and I asked him for the record book. And he looked at me like, <laughs> like you want the record book? I was like, yeah. And, and I went to work. I said, damn it, one day someone's going to look at me and just say, there's Rob Foster. Yeah. <laughs> like that, like that, was, that was my goal. I just want to be called by my name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's it. So I completely Aww. understand that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, so what does your husband do? He's actually into real estate. Okay. So he's selling real estate here in Montana. Mm-hmm. And gosh, he's been in, in that for years. But um, and that's just something he's passionate about, too. So it's nice to be able. He, it's funny because he'll say, you know, for the first like six years you were doing this blogging thing, people would ask me, what does she do? And he goes, I didn't understand it. So I just say, I don't know. <laughs> she's on her computer a lot. <laughs> <laughs> she's on the computer and she's happy. Let it be. <laughs> and that's then, <laughs> you know, when he started finally, when I would say, hey, guess what? Guess how much this brand is paying me to do this? Or guess how much I made an admin income this month? And I started paying bills, you know, and doing. And he was just like, maybe, maybe, maybe I should try to understand this, you know, mm-hmm. and now he has his own blog. So, <laughs> Oh, nice. That's awesome. All right. All right. So, so walk, walk me through how you, how you first came up with the idea. Well, you know, when, when Pinterest started rolling out and I started I rebelled against Pinterest for a long time. I was like, this is so stupid. Who is ever going to use this thing where people are saving stuff? And 
I'm, I'm really big on if something's really big, I try to shy away from it. I don't know why, but it's kind of backfired on me a few times, but I'm just kind of like, ah, I don't like to do what everybody else is doing, you know, but for some reason I kept watching it. And when I was watching it, I was going and visiting these blogs. I was just kind of like, you know, I, I love styling parties. I love doing that. I could style parties and share the ideas with people. And when you're at home and as so many have come to find out with, with this last year of being at home a lot, you know, even as an introvert, you can get lonely and it's nice to be able to have that community or somebody to talk to. And the internet is a beautiful tool for that because for an introvert, you can have a relationship, communicate, you know, do all these things in the safety of your own home. behind So I was very intrigued by the idea. So I, you know, there wasn't any pressure. I work with a lot of students now who are starting blogs to financially support their family, you know, but me, I was just starting a blog just for fun. There was no pressure. There was nothing like that, but I started a blog first on party planning and I quickly became very tired of that. I felt very restricted, very uh, suffocated is the way I like to describe it because I wanted to talk about other things. And so that blog quickly went to the wayside and I started thinking, why can't I just start a blog on whatever I want to talk about? And so that was when I thought, well, I need to name it something, you know, I need to name this blog something. What? And I thought, oh, I'll just try this. And, you know, of course it was easy. It was fabulousideas.com or an I'm just pulling this out of the air right now, but, yeah. and they were all taken. So if, if somebody listening doesn't understand what I'm talking about, you know, when you want to buy a website domain, it could be, somebody could already have it. So you can't buy it. Right. So I sat there for a little while and started typing in all these different things, became very frustrated. I thought, Oh, all the good ones are taken. <laughs> Gosh, can you can imagine in 2011, what it's like now in 2021. Yeah. Right. But, um, in 2011, I was sitting there getting really frustrated. And I thought, okay, I'm, I'm starting over from scratch. It's not going to be Jessica's recipes or anything like that. What is something that I always catch myself saying? What is something that I feel good about? You know? And so I started thinking about the fabulous and I thought, well, that's taken fabulous life. And then I thought, well, I don't want people to think I live a fabulous, perfect life. You know, I want to be real. I want to show people struggles and things like that. So then I just sat there and thought, wait a minute, I can combine two words <laughs> and make my <laughs> own word and see if that's available. So I typed in fantabulosity.com and of course it was available <laughs> and I thought I can roll with this. And so over the years, it's kind of cool because I really combine my blog with how to live a simple you know, life, bring in simplicity and things like that. And then to make your life fabulous. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, it was like that name was meant for me and the blog because living a fabulous life with simplicity, fantabulosity, like it kind of goes, you know? <laughs> so I, to, I wish it sounded a lot more cool, you know, to say, Oh, I came up with this blog name because of this, but really it's because everything else was taken and I just made up a word, and, but <laughs> with, you know, it's paid off a few years after that. I was talking to some other bloggers and I thought, you know, maybe I'm thinking I should change my name to like, mom, something, something. They said, no, you got to leave it that name because I remember it. It's easy to remember. It may not be easy to say if we see it and we don't know how to pronounce it at first, but once we hear it, we remember it and it's very brandable. So I stuck with it and I'm so glad I did today because I still love it. I, I connected with you on podcast guests, right? Mm-hmm, yes. We connected? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The name is what caught me. Oh. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> as, Good as, I, as I was going through, I was like, 
that's got a unique ring to it. I was like, let's check her out. <laughs> <laughs> and, and here we are. <laughs> See, so it works. It works. But no, but that that's similar to me. I, I had a business coach because I like to think that I'm good at a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And so when you're good at a lot of different things, it's hard to narrow down. And, you know, mm-hmm. they always say in business, you got to have a niche. You know, you want to be good, be known in one thing. And I'm like, but I'm good at a lot. I was yeah. like, so what can I do? Because kind of like you, I got that that rebel that rebel gene in me as well. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, no, I'm like, there's got to be some way that I can create something where I can address all of these areas. Because I had mm-hmm. five different areas. And and it's not like they're, they're foolish areas. It's like working with busy moms, mm-hmm. working with inner, inner city teens, mm-hmm. working with women's empowerment groups, working with athletes. Who do I cut out? Right. <laughs> right? So, right. So it's like, you know, like, well, which one are you most passionate about? And it's not about most passion. I'm passionate about all of them. No. You know? So, and I realize I'm not the only one in the world and that there's other people that can address these, these groups, but they, they all mean something to me. Mm-hmm. So when I came up, I actually came up with shut up and exercise back in 2011. Okay. And so kind of like you said, I didn't want to just be a fitness guy. You know, because like I'm I'm skilled in a lot of different areas. So like I don't want to just be the fitness guy. Don't let the tank top fool you. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then same thing. So as I'm in the gym, I'm constantly telling the people like when they're making excuses, because like my, my classes are they're pretty tough. And so I push people according to, to their goals. So it's like mm-hmm. if if you if you want to drop three minutes in your 5k time, you know, that effort's not gonna get us there. It's like, you got to right. shut up and put the work in. You got to shut up and put the work in. Shut up and grind. Shut up and grind. And I was like, mm-hmm. ooh, ooh. I was like, and <laughs> I, can, I was like, and I can use that in all five areas. Yes, absolutely. Like, 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 no matter what group I'm talking to, this concept works. So, so I went back to my business coach and said, I figured out a way around you. Oh, I love it when that naturally <laughs> happens, too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. All right, back to you. All right, so 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 now so for people just joining, this is Jessica. So she's out in Montana. She has a lifestyle blog, and so we we uh, discussed her backstory a little, where she had a good upbringing, but along the way there were some people in her inner circle. I always call it clipping their wings. So she had mm-hmm. her wings clipped, and she mm-hmm. she was kind of kind of pigeonholed into into a box, so to speak. But then as a hobby, she started a lifestyle blog. And little did she know that that was going to turn into something where she can become a contributing member financially in her household. Mm-hmm. So take us take us from the next step. So you started the blog. Someone told you, hey, you know, you can get paid, paid with that. And then how did you take it to that next level? Well, I started become, I, I'm really into researching things. When I'm really excited about a topic, I can't stop reading it or watching videos or taking courses or learning from someone, right? So mm-hmm. I started really diving in and figuring out how how is this possible? And so I found out there were a few different ways, you know, and then I thought I found out that you could work with brands and companies would actually pay you to like write blog posts and articles for your blog. And I thought, how cool would that be? To have somebody send me something for free. That's all I wanted. And yeah. so the first day, like a box of cereal popped up on my front porch. I was like, I've made it. I've <laughs> made it. <laughs> and, uh, it. you know, it's still this day. I'll never forget that feeling. And I never want to lose that feeling. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just started naturally kind of trying things out. 
pitching brands. And I know that that doesn't come natural to some people. And I'll be honest, I hate pitching brands. It's just not my forte. I can do it. And I, I'll, I'll even say I'm pretty good at it, but I just hate selling myself. So I tend to put it on the back burner. And so, but I started dabbling into that and I think it was kind of that rebel thing. And I thought, I'm going to see if I can get something. I'm going to see if I can work a deal. And so it just kind of snowballed from there. And, you know, when, when I got, when I got paid, I guess you could say, when I started bringing in an income from it, enough to pay our electric bill, that was the first like, whoa. Like this is something. This is this is exciting. And then it was, you know, our house payment. And then it was more. And then it was, you know, completely supporting our family financially at some point in our life. You know, it was just unbelievable what it turned into. And it wasn't easy. It wasn't overnight. It wasn't anything like that. But still today, it's something that I believe is still an untapped market. You know, a lot of people ask me is blogging still a thing? Like aren't, aren't podcasts and aren't other things, you know, up and coming and sure they are. But I think the good thing about blogging is that I don't think they're going away as far as websites and online and how you look at it. Now I do believe the, the type of blogging, blogging that some people kind of relate blogging to is just kind of like the lifestyle diner, not lifestyle necessarily, but Hmm. diary journaling kind of thing where people just tell their story and People just come and read it. I do believe that that's kind of, oh, I don't know, cut back some unless you're a famous person, right? And already have a following or something like that. But I believe there's a mind shift that has to happen in the blogging world where, yes, blogs are still a thing. But as long as you have a a mode, oh, I guess a goal behind it or a vehicle behind it to make it a place where people come to find answers to their questions rather than just throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping somebody comes read and comes and reads it. I think that's a big factor in the blog success. So I am now, I do have my blog running in the background and I do work on it daily. I do do some things. I don't write every day, but I'm also teaching people how to start their blog. So that is a really big kind of thing I throw out there is you can't just start a blog and hope, and expect that people come read it tomorrow. You have to have some kind of irresistibility behind it. You know, you have to have some kind of purpose behind it to get people to read your blog, to make it successful. So that's kind of where I'm at. I'm blogging, love it, love doing it so much. But now I'm also teaching people how to start their own blogs and how to grow their blogs. That's awesome. And what I tell people is there's over 7 billion people in the world. Seven billion. You just need a handful that read oh, your blog. That's oh. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like people like I've said this on this show multiple times. Like Dwayne the Rock Johnson has like two hundred seventy-five million Instagram followers or Twitter followers. One 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 of those social channels. In the grand scheme of the world, that's like two percent. <laughs> it's like two percent of the population knows who this guy is yeah <laughs> and he's one of the most famous people in america <laughs> you know? yeah and i mean that's way more than you need to make a good living right yes. online so it's it's there's there's something out there for everybody and then you know something else somebody people a lot of people always ask me is well there's already enough blogs out there like what am i gonna say how am i gonna stand out but i think that's what's beautiful about it is you know there's not one person in this world that is exactly like somebody else. And so the same thing goes, if you start a blog, if she starts a blog, if he starts a blog, they're all going to be different. And there's going to be people out there that can relate with that and want to read it and want to follow it. 
Yes. And the speakers that I train, I tell them there are people out there that need to hear your story like only you can tell it. Yeah. You know, like that's that's what it boils down to. Like I've had some some issues throughout my, my family. Like one of my sisters had a, had a brain aneurysm burst. And I can go through and I can tell that story and I can I can encapsulate the crowd and encapsulate. I don't even know. I don't even know if that's a word, but it sounded good. Yeah, yeah. Right, like, <laughs> I can capture the crowd. But coming from her, it mm. would be way, way more impactful. She's just not ready to do it yet. But right. so and I just keep try, trying to tell her that I said, I'm like, Ramona, like I am moving people with your story. Like, imagine mm-hmm. if you did it. <laughs> you know, no, yeah. but that that's the thing is people need to hear it from your perspective mm-hmm. and then you're going to attract your tribe. Mm-hmm. And, and that's all you need. Once you attract your tribe, like, don't worry about the hater. There's always there, there, there are people who can't stay in my show. There are people who love my show. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is what it is. Yeah. I was telling the gals in my workshop last week, the word judge, you know, came up a lot. Well, people are going to judge me if I put myself out there. And I said, uh, they judge you when you go to the grocery store. They they judge you when you're at your kid's baseball game. You know, there are yep. always people in the outside world looking at you, looking at your life going, I don't like that about them. I said, sure. You opening up your life, I guess, if you're putting your personal life out there on a blog to more people to judge. But when you already have one, what's, <laughs> yep. what's a hundred, you know, honestly. And so you're already being judged out there because we live in a very imperfect world and there's a lot of, like you said, haters out there. So you might as well capitalize on it. You know, the the funny thing is, this sounds kind of mean, but I don't mean it to, but there are trolls out there in yeah. the online world. Oh, no, know. that's a fact. That's not mean. That's fact. Well, <laughs> what I'm getting ready to say is probably not the nicest thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, trolls will like make it a mission to come and put you down, comment. Yeah. You know, they will. It's not all the time necessarily for most probably, but you know, the way I think about it, what's funny in the blogging world is when you come to my blog, for instance, and you, you'll you see there's ads on there. So if people come to my blog, I'm getting paid, right? And so these trolls that come to my blog and comment want to leave these nasty things. I'm thinking, thanks for coming because you just helped me financially. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I probably backfired on you. I don't know. <laughs> yep. Publicity is publicity. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. And I tell people too that just zero in on the ones that you help. Like yeah. if you help 20 people and then you get one troll talking trash, just delete the comment and press forward with the people who love, who love what you do. Cause yeah. it's going to happen. And like with me starting the debate show, I had the idea last year and then same thing, but, but you know, last year everything was tense and like you couldn't post anything online without the trolls coming out and yeah. forth, <laughs> you know, but so fi- it was like maybe, maybe six weeks after the whole George Floyd thing, I weighed in with my thoughts and my thoughts doesn't really go with everyone else's thoughts. But I was like, you know what, damn it. I'm going to, I'm going to stand up and just say what I feel. Cause I don't think telling anyone that you have no opportunities in life is the way to move forward. So I was like, I, I need to get up here and do it. I did it 42 minutes. I had some pretty good engagement. Most of the people agreed with what I had to say, but there were a couple, you know, and then a couple of people start, started inboxing me. I was like, you know what? Delete, 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 delete. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even have to engage. Mm-hmm. I don't have to engage with them. I said, I got 80 positive comments. Yeah. Why, why am I going to zero in on these two that have a problem with what I said? Right. And, you know, you know, a lot of us are guilty of 
doing that, uh, focusing on the one bad or the two bad and not the hundred good ones. You know, that's again, it's a mind shift of going, oh, thank God there's a block button in the online world. And so that's another (laughs) thing that I told the girls struggling with, what are people going to say? And what if people are mean? They're going to say stuff out in the real world, but online you have a block button. Use it. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and as you were saying, it's about, creating something where people can come to get some type of a solution or an answer. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's, that's the power in it. And if someone is going to take the time out of their day to write something negative, you're on the right path. Yeah. I mean, it's, (laughs) I've going through life, you know, we all run into some obstacles at times and things like that. And some people that don't like us and what's been amazing and what has been beautiful is that, I've received the messages of hate. I've received, you know, oh, you're fat, you're stupid, you're dumb, you're, you know, I've received all those. But then sometimes getting those messages from those same people going, I, I'm i sorry. Like, you know, they, something happened in their life maybe that kind of made them transition that thought or whatever. So I sometimes when they start commenting the mean things or something, sometimes I sit and go, maybe there's something bigger going on in their world too, you know, that maybe isn't even really about my blog post about how to bake pork steaks. You know? <laughs> I got one last night. And I read it to my husband. He goes, hit that blog button. They're just trying to push your buttons. And I was just like, I guess it was about a burger. And it was just like, it's so silly. But I just thought maybe they're going through something really hard. And maybe I was a place where they could come to feel better about themselves. I don't know, you know, to tell me I cooked the burger wrong. I don't know, yeah. but Sometimes that helps me go, wait a minute, is this really, is this really about what I said or what's going on? Is there something deeper, maybe on the other side of the computer? Yes. Like I have five, five kids of my own and whenever anything, you know, in school comes up, like one of my, my twins, he comes up, he's like, daddy, uh, so-and-so said that, that I'm stupid. I said, I said, are you? He goes, no. I said, then don't let it bother you. Yeah, <laughs> I said that. I said that's their problem. If people are saying mean things, that's their problem. Yeah, that, that's not your reality. It's like I know you're smart. You know you're smart. Your mom knows you're smart. Everybody knows you're smart. So mm-hmm. don't let one mean person have you doubting your intelligence. I know it's so <laughs> yeah. hard. And with kids, oh my gosh, when you're your own kids, and we're we're getting to that age too. You know, we have a, a almost ten year old and a seven year old, and kids are saying some nasty things and I'm not saying my kid's perfect. You know, I'm one of those moms that if something is said and somebody's talking about, I'm like, what, what did he do? You know, (laughs) what did my kid do? But my, my, my kiddo is not some of the things that some other kids are saying about him these days. And it's like, man, it's so hard. It's so hard as a parent to be like, you want to say something to not, you know, those indentions or impressions I was talking about in the very beginning Mm. of this you want to be careful not to say the quote unquote wrong things. You want to be able to lift them up and, and encourage them and, but not yet, not make them a weenie, you know, (laughs) (laughs) to go through life. So it's a struggle. We're, we're actually going through um, the, the, the phase in life right now of dealing with, okay, kids are actually starting to like say things that aren't, you know, so baby childish, you know, it's getting into it. They're getting older and it's kind of like, Whoa, this is new territory. I got to start learning some things <laughs> yes now middle school middle school is brutal like my my two older kids uh, my oldest is 22 my uh, second oldest she'll she'll be 19 soon 
but then I have a 14 year old and the twins are 12. So like we've done the going into middle school thing multiple times now. Mm-hmm. That was actually a benefit of COVID last year. Cause I was worried, I was worried about the twins. One of them is really sensitive. Like he can cry at the drop of a hat, mm-hmm. you know, and other kids, you know, you, you know that a kid cries easily. They're going to push mm-hmm. their eyes and try to break oh, yeah. them down. So I wasn't mad that we had distance learning all last year. So they kind yeah. of missed that in sixth grade. So when they go back, you know, they'll be in seventh grade. And then, because usually it's the sixth graders that get picked on, picked oh, on yeah. the, the hardest. So I was like, I'm kind of kind of not mad at that. Yeah. <laughs> I was preparing them all of fourth grade, all of fifth grade, just trying to help them build up that thick skin. Like, just remember, you know, yeah. pe- people are, people can talk about you, but that that doesn't mean it's true. Yeah. You know, so just trying to build up, up that self-esteem. And it's it's amazing the damage that that stuff does because mm-hmm. as I, as I help people build their backstories, mm-hmm. a lot of the problems originate from then. Yep, it does. And as parents, we want to protect that, right? But my husband also say, "Well, Jessica, that it builds character too." And I'm, I'm like, "Yeah, it does." You know, the, some of the stuff that we can't control, and some of the stuff that may go on without us knowing necessarily. You know, it yeah. it can it can build character, make you stronger, <clears throat> but it's so scary these days with the social media and stuff like that. It's different than when we were that age. And I'm sure my parents said that about us and I'm sure their parents said that about them, but it is, I I understand my husband's side of it, but so we're trying to remember that, but also handle it in the best way and just help them know that they're loved. And that like what you said, you know, it's these people don't really know them. And, and again, it may be something about what's going on at their home you know, in their home life that's causing that ugliness. Yes, it's, it's so true. And even even like with physical stuff, like I've been, as I told you, you know, with my, my upbringing, so mm-hmm. I've, I've been super competitive. Like I'm almost 47 now and mm-hmm. it hasn't, it hasn't dropped one ounce. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I was playing, so, I was playing softball on Sunday. I joined, joined the softball league with a friend of mine and um, I was up three times, hit a home run all three times. And it's like, that's, that's just how I'm wired. Mm-hmm. And, but people are, people are like, oh, Rob's showing off again. I said, hey, don't, just because you can't do it doesn't mean it's showing <laughs> off. All right? I'm, I'm like, don't try to downplay what I can do because you can't do it. <laughs> so whenever I fire, I fire back like that. People, yeah. people stop that, that talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right. So I've been on... I've been on your site. I see what, what you got going on here. And this all, this all looks looks amazing. So oh, when, you. when you first started it, what was your first concept? Yeah, my first concept was wrong. <laughs> it was <laughs> to write about whatever I felt about, felt like writing, which mm-hmm. I say it's wrong. It really wasn't. But yeah. those type of posts and that type of content sure doesn't mean anything today as far as income driving. But my concept then was sharing about my babies and toddlerhood and life and things and sharing of the recipe that I made last week that was really good and didn't take much time to make and to share and hopefully help somebody else. But as I learned a lot through the blogging, like I said earlier, you know, putting content out, just hoping somebody reads it doesn't really do anything business wise. Now I still do share personal stories on my blog, because there are, there are a few times or actually a lot of times where I just feel like I'm supposed to put something out there in the world, right? 
Yeah. It could be about how we spontaneously moved to Montana because we felt like God was telling us to, or, you know, and um, sharing that story. That's not written in hopes that somebody comes and reads my blog for ad revenue. That's sharing my heart. That's connecting with my readers. Mm-hmm. And so that's not wrong. I don't believe that is wrong. Is it a good business strategy? Probably not, <laughs> but I'm also connecting with my readers in that way. And so my concept has changed throughout the years. So I'll, I'll share like what you may be seeing when you visit fantabulosity.com. It's a lot of recipes. And the main reason for that is because people have told me over the years, your recipes are quick, easy, simple. They're great for beginners. They're great for busy moms. So I keep giving them that content that they want and that I see what is, you know, checking my stats and things like that. That's what people are coming for. So I'm a big believer in doing in business. I'm a big believer in doing what's already working. Why not do what's already working instead of trying to reinvent the wheel on something else or try to focus and grow on something else just because somebody else said you should, or because you see somebody else doing it and you think, Oh, I want to try that. I mean, you can try things, but I think the big goal should be focus on what's already working and capitalize on that. So you may see a lot of recipes on the blog right now, but I also filter in organization and I have products, you know, I have like a home binder for sale to help women organize their life and their home. And then I have blogging courses and things like that too. So there's a bunch of different things. Kind of like you said, you're good at a lot of things and I'm, I do not agree with the so-called experts out there that say you have to niche down because if I had to niche down, like I said in the early days when I did a blog on party planning only, I, re- I dreaded it. I, I felt restricted and I just didn't work on it. I didn't want to do it. But when I had the freedom to talk about and blog about whatever I wanted to is when I started flourishing and when started exactly. things started to make sense and feel good. And so I always push back and I I could go into that of saying, I agree. Niching down is important in some scenarios, but if you are someone that wants to start a business or a blog and you are like me or like you, you know, where you feel like you want to cover a bunch of different things, it is possible to be successful with that. Now, what's funny, too, is the people that say that dabble in a lot of different things. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just went to a five-day challenge with uh, Tony Robbins last week, and this dude's got 80 businesses. Yeah. 80. 80. <laughs> Tell, yeah. Telling us to zero in on your dot. I'm like, dude, you're all over the place. <laughs> you know? Well, and I think it's also be it does make sense. So I always use the the example of if you come to me and you say, I want to start a business, an online business, a website today. And I, I'll say, okay, why? Well, because I know they can make money and I need to make money because I'm in debt and I got to make money quick. Then I'll say, then you should start something on something like vacuum reviews, right? Not exciting, but there are people out there Googling that every single day. And in that blog, you can put affiliate links to vacuums. You can work with brands and get paid to talk about their vacuums. Again, not exciting, but you're very niche down and you're going to start ranking for that certain search topic or for that um, topic in general as a whole. So yeah, you probably will start getting more traction early on for that because you're talking about one thing and you become known as an authority in the vacuum review field. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to wake up talking about vacuums every day. So you just kind of got to weigh the options and figure out your big why behind starting that online business or that blog because that your big why is what's going to fuel you to succeed and ultimately help you reach that ultimate goal that you have. 
right, so what do you see as as next steps for, for you? Ooh, that's a fun question. So <laughs> it's really interesting that you said that too, because I went digging through my blog archives just yesterday and I wrote a post in 2016 that said where I hope to be in five years with my business and my blog. And it said, I hope to have a successful blog, happy marriage, uh, two kids that still like me. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, and I really hope to have my own TV show in 2021. Okay. Like the pioneer woman. I don't know if you know the pioneer woman or not, but she's a, no. okay. She's a cook and she has her own cooking TV show, but it's in her own home. And that's what I love. I would love the idea of somebody coming into my home film crew doing, I love being on video and doing things, but I don't want to sacrifice and leave my family every yeah. day. So being able to incorporate them and tie that in, that was my big goal. That's not happening right now. <laughs> um, we had a pretty hard few years of last three or four years of our lives. So that kind of put a halt on my blog growth and business growth, I guess you could say, as far as actively working towards that goal. Yeah. But to answer your question, I still feel that. Like I I feel like I would love it to some degree to have a some type of um, – show, whether it's cooking or just about life in general, to help people realize what's important. You know, we've, we've learned a lot going through difficult times, just as anybody would, what really is important. And before going through that, I, I thought I knew what was important, but I really didn't. I thought having the nice car and the big house was important, but mm. going through something really hard and realizing that you don't care about anything in life except for having your family with you and having them be healthy and, and a roof over your head and realizing that's what's important. That's what I want to share with the world is here are easy ways to help you get there without, hopefully without going through the really hard times. I want to help you get to a place of peace and joy without necessarily going through the struggle. So maybe it'll be a show about that. I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, when when we go up air, I have I have some some ideas for you. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah, but but um, that's something that you can start on YouTube. Oh yeah, and I do have a YouTube channel, and okay. I share how to make you know the recipes and things like that. So I do I do have that, but my goal is to get it to be kind of more cinematic. You know, having somebody do the videos for me, gotcha. filming and things like that. Cause whew, it's a lot of work setting up everything and trying yeah. to get, you know, a game plan together while I'm trying to be a mom and homeschool and be a wife and write a blog. Yep. <laughs> so my, my big goal is to have, have a crew, I guess you could say. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, just funny how, how aligned we are. Cause that was, that was my two. Like I was wanted to be a talk show host oh. and, and while I was in there stuffing my face, I'm constantly on my computer looking you know, because mm -hmm. between, I mean, New, New York's not that far from here. Boston's not that far from here. Hartford's not that far from here. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you know, if I had if I had to drive a little to make it happen in the short term, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> but starting here was was the first start. So at least mm -hmm. I can I can have a body of work showing that I know how to interact with people, how to get people to share, you know, share some deep stuff. Cause like I, I've had people go deep on this show where like mm -hmm. we've both been in tears and stuff. Oh, so, yeah. you know, so just show that body of work, mm -hmm. but like, but as a kid, I used to always just have dreams of me being on TV. I'd be watching shows like I can do that. Yeah. Like I can do that. <laughs> and so yeah. I still have that now, but then same, same thing, you know, raising five kids and, 
and I'm single now. So it's like just doing that, doing my businesses, doing the podcast, finding mm-hmm. podcast guests and, you know, finding gym clients. So like, it's, it's a lot. Oh my but- gosh. It is a lot. And, you know, in this world, there's also the pressure that can be applied that you have to be everywhere at once. Yeah. And that's overwhelming. And a lot of times that's a lot of reasons that new bloggers or online businesses can kind of give up, you know, and I hate that because you don't have to be fully everywhere at once. You can be, again, what's already working, focus on that, capitalize on that, and then sprinkle in the other areas. That's my opinion. I don't know if that's the correct opinion, No, <laughs> but um, that's what I believe. I I agree because again, when I started the gym, as I said, it was it was a hobby that went well. Then you know the the universe opened up the doors, and I lost my management job, mm-hmm. and so I was like, okay, you know, I can pursue this fitness thing then because management sucked anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. so, and this is kind of cool, <laughs> and but like you know, I made some stupid mistakes younger, so like I had bad credit, had no had no savings. I was like, how am I going to do this? I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but these people love me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so, so I'm doing something right. So yeah. I just have to keep pouring into them, pouring into them. And then just one, one day, one of my clients came up to me and was like, Rob, why don't you have your own gym? Because like, I was renting space out of another facility. And we had probably doubled the clientele that they had. Oh, and, and I was renting space from them. <laughs> and so, you know, and I was up front with him. I said, because I said stupid mistakes when I was younger, I'm paying for it now. And mm-hmm. so he spoke to one of his buddies and they got together and they, they helped me open up, open up the facility. Oh, that's you know? awesome. So, so that's going along the lines with what you said, just mm-hmm. zero in on what you can do. As long yeah. as you do that and that's your true calling, mm-hmm. the universe is going to open doors for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I keep saying the universe because like not everyone's religious, but I mean, sure. every, everyone knows that there's a universe. <laughs> so yeah. just yeah. like, you know, it's like the universe will open up doors for you. Mm-hmm. Well, and I also say, too, it's when you want something to succeed and you work on it a lot, it's going to improve, whether that's your marriage or your business or a relationship with your kids. You know what you're focusing and what you're being intentional on, yes. you know can improve is it going to make mean it's going to be the best it's ever been or be successful no but when you focus on something that's usually where your time is going and where your thoughts and your goals are centered around and ultimately you tend to see some sort of improvement in that yeah Yeah, like in all all holidays with the exception of christmas and actually i I came and say that because two christmases ago i still I still did a class Christmas morning, but we do classes on all the holidays. We do it on Thanksgiving morning. We do it on Easter because the people want to come out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, if you guys want to come out, I'll be there for you. You know, yeah. it's, it's an hour, an hour and a half. And then I got the rest of the day off. So yeah. it's not like I'm going in nine to five, yeah. but, but like, it's like, if you guys are that excited to be there, mm-hmm. I will absolutely be there. Yeah. You know, cause when Show I'm it. there, I get to I get to witness people do awesome stuff all mm-hmm. the time. Like t- like I said, today's workout was brutal. It was mm-hmm. absolutely brutal. And I have people who are younger and fitter. I have people who are older, and I mean they're still fit. But you know, just as you as you get old, you just sure. at a different stage. Like yeah, at forty six, I'm still strong, but the recovery is a little different than when I was twenty five. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, but 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 just watching these people and everyone just gives every inch of their all. Mm-hmm. And and I love that. 
You know, mm-hmm. it's like I have no problems getting out of bed at 420 every morning to, to get down there to spend a few hours just watching people give their all. Yep. It's just such an amazing feeling. Yeah. I, you know, there, I remember crying, you know, going to a, a job I worked at just crying, not to sound like a weenie, but I just hated it. I, and I think it was truly because underlying, I knew there was something more and I wasn't supposed to be doing that. I wasn't happy getting up every morning and going. And I was, (laughs) I was stacking, I I was a sales rep for Pepsi and I was going to the gas stations and going to these restaurants and physically like moving soda. And I was just like, I, this is not for me. And so I would just, it was, it was a time in my life that was very short, but I, I'll always remember it because it was just miserable. And I, I really want to help people get to a place in their life if they're there to not feel that way. I, we have to go through things we don't like to do. It's like I tell my kids, I'm sorry you don't want to do your chores, but you're going to have to do it. You know, I do things in life I don't want to do too. Yes. And so I'm not saying that people shouldn't or can't go through things they don't really like, you know, in life. I think it's a, it builds character, like my husband always says. But I always think it's important to think about the end goal too, and to always be working towards that feeling of peace and getting that weight off of your shoulders that you may not even know that's really there. And yes. so I love, I'm like you, I love, I have no problem rolling up out of bed at 4 a.m. to get on my computer and to talk to people and to write blog posts or to do a video or something. And I love also helping those people get to that point too, no matter what that looks like. Love it. See, I always say you don't have to like it. You just have to be good at it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tell you, in a, oh, I hate running. So you don't have to like running. I said, I hate running, but I'm good at it. <laughs> you know, it's like you just have to be good at it. So like, yeah, I hate, you know, doing the back office stuff, mm-hmm. but I, but I have to do it. Yeah, like I, I need, I need a microphone, mm-hmm. get me in front of a camera, get me in front of a crowd. And I can do that all day long without yeah. lo- losing an ounce of energy. Yeah. You know, so the other stuff, I don't really care for it, but it's a package deal. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, in order to get that stuff, I have to do this stuff. That's right. <laughs> that is right. Yeah, so <laughs> just helping people understand that, mm-hmm. you know, so got to break it down because I do have another call coming up. But if you could say, because like the, the purpose, the, like the purpose of this show is to reach that person that you just mentioned, that person that's in that situation where we both work, that I had plenty of times pulling in, into the restaurant and I would just stare at the building mm. before I went in. Like, mm-hmm. do I, do I want to go in there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. or, or, there, or just there'd be days where I'd be leaving, looking at it in the rear view mirror, like, I don't want to go back. Yeah. You know, and I know that there's people out there that listen to this and they're, they're, they're clinging to that. They think there might be something better, but they're mm-hmm. afraid to make that leap. Mm-hmm. What word of advice do you have for them? I say, ask someone or at least three people that know you well, that will speak truth to you and say, this is always my favorite thing, whether it's in business or personal life. If I were to write a book, what do you think it should be about? And so what can come up from that simple question are some strengths, talents, skills that you have that you may not see. Because sometimes when we're too close to ourselves, it's hard to see. And we as humans sometimes have trouble like congratulating ourselves or acknowledging what we're good at. And sometimes it takes somebody to say it, uh, to point it out. And so I encourage people to ask people that question because what can come from that 
I did that myself on a whim back in 2015, I guess. And not only did some things come up that I was like, really? You think I'm good at that? It was, that made me feel really good. And it gave me the courage and the confidence to move toward some of those things. And so I always say that, or if, if that's kind of weird to say, like about the book, you could say something like, Hey, if you were to come to me for advice on something, what would it be? And then, and then there are some people like, I'm not saying that. That's weird. I always say, well, blame it on me. Say, no, I'm in this class and there's my teacher is making me do this for homework. So although I feel stupid asking you this, I have to ask you. So please. So just put it off on me. <laughs> say, Love it. Hey, <laughs> but I think a lot of times when you hear the words that come out of their mouth about that, it not only gets your wheels spinning but it can really point out some things that you're naturally good at that you could teach others how to do or that you could make and share and sell others or whatever it may be. And I always think that's a good starting point for a lot of different reasons. That's perfect. So in 2017, I, I went and got my, my second formal training as a speaker. And one of the one of the exercises we had to do was we had to write 30 things that we're good at and then 30 things that we struggle with. Jeez. Now, now I usually have no problems talking about the stuff I'm good at. Yeah. <laughs> right? So I got to about 12 and <laughs> then I then I hit the walls like mm -hmm. hmm cuz kind of like like you said we have power that we don't realize is power. Mm -hmm. And so I did something similar but I just went to my my private group with my fitness clients and I was like, "Hey guys, if if I've helped you with anything, like, what would you say? What, what would you say was the biggest thing I've helped you with? That's, that's how I worded it. Yeah. And I got back a hundred and some odd responses. And as I'm going through, I was like, I got teary eyed. I was like, mm -hmm. Oh my God. I was like, Oh my God. Like there was so yeah. many things I didn't even think of. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I've worked with some of these people for years, <laughs> you know, yeah. years I'm going through like, wow, I never thought, wow. Cause to me, that's just what I do every day, mm -hmm. you know? So, but, but to see and see, so many people saying the same things and I was like, all right. And so I made that exercise so much stronger. Mm -hmm. And now that's one of the first things I do when I help people um, overcome the fear of, of public speaking. I said, all right, well, list, you know, I, I have them do, do 10 to start. I said, give me 10 things, 10 things you're proud of, 10 things you're not so proud of. And I'll show you how to weave those into a powerful story. And then you could take the ugliest of the ugly, take something in the middle and take something you're over the top proud of. And we can rock somebody's world with that story. Absolutely. Yes. It's awesome. I love that. As do I. So I got to have, I got to have you on again. Cause I, cause I feel like we're not done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel, I feel like there's, there's more that we can pour around. So, Absolutely. so what I do on the second go around is that, We'll spend a little less time on the backstory, maybe like like a 10-minute re refresher, and we'll pick what we want the topic to be, and we'll spend the rest of the show just speaking on that topic. Sounds good. I could do that all day. Yeah. As, as can <laughs> I. Looks like it's, we're, we're in alignment in, in, a, in a lot of ways, so that's good stuff. Well, okay. thank you very much for joining. Oh, thank you for well, having me. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. Awesome. Like I said, don't, don't sign out, though. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> See you later. Bye. All right, so that was Jessica. If you're tuning in late, make sure you go back and watch the rest of the episode. So that that was a conversation. So you guys know I always say I write notes. I think this is the least amount of notes I've ever written on a podcast because we were 
that much in alignment. <laughs> so that's good stuff. If you want to reach out to Jessica, fantabulosity.com. She's got a lot of really, really good stuff on that site. And I'm going to share this in my private group with my gym peeps because she's got a lot of good, good information on here. So make sure you check it out. And what's today? Today is Tuesday. So I am back tomorrow with Erica. That's going to be another great show. I actually met with her a couple months ago, and she's got a whole lot of energy, and she's going to show you how to take your business to the next level. So that's tomorrow at 11. And I think my Friday guest is bunking on me because uh, I've reached out to him three times, and he hasn't gotten back to me. So I'm going to give you a solo show, and I'm going to teach you more about overcoming the fear of public speaking. Right, because the guests can cancel on me, but damn it, I'm still going to be here. All right. So you guys have yourselves a great day and let's cue the outro. Signing off. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com slash speaks on Instagram at Robert underscore B underscore Foster on Twitter at RBF underscore fitness and on Facebook at Robert B. Foster. Till next time, shut up and grind.